0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Stunt Show. Coming to you from our satellite studio on Yeshiva University's Wolf Campus, I am Daniel Gordon, son, husband, and one-quarter of the amazing Stunt Show team here on the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find The Stunt Show here at our all-new time, here in Season 2, every Thursday at 2 p.m. As part of this amazing team, I hope to bring you a small taste of the amazing life God has blessed me with, the inspiration I draw from the always entertaining world of sports, and of course, country music. If during or after this show you realize that you'd like more Daniel Gordon, please email me at Daniel at Seriously, your honest feedback and comments about the show are welcomed and appreciated, and I hope this show will gain its inspiration and content from you, the listeners. This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. While I was unable to participate in the Comen Race for the Cure this year, I encourage each of you out there to take time, just as I did today, and donate to your favorite cancer or breast cancer charity. This year, let's hope we find the cure for cancer, but even if we don't, each and every one of us can make a difference by donating to support the wonderful research and support work being done to fight this dreaded disease. I feel so blessed to work at Yeshiva University. While I certainly have my good days and bad days, I gain so much inspiration from the students and my colleagues that I see each day. They are passionate about who they are and what we stand for. Moreover, I have the opportunity to surround myself with colleagues who share the same passion for our people, our present, and our future. Today, I welcome three such colleagues to the studio Adina Popko, Mike Scagnoli, and Judy Taji. First up, it's Adina Popko. Adina Pupko, who hails from Cincinnati, Ohio, graduated Stern College for Women in 2010 with a degree in political science, much like yours truly, well, although I went to Yeshiva College. While at Stern College, Adina was involved in many extracurricular activities, including being president of the Israel Club, undersecretary general of Model UN, and a Cardozo undergraduate fellow. Immediately following graduation, Adina joined the staff at Yeshiva University and eventually ended up at the Office of Student Life. Primarily based on the Barron campus, Adina spends her time focused and Shabbat at Stern, Leadership Development Programs, and Student Council Finances. Currently, when not spending time with students, Adina is pursuing her Master's in Nonprofit Management and Public Policy at NYU Wagner. Welcome, Adina. How are you today?
1: I am great. Thank you for having me.
0: So, NYU Wagner... Uh, to get an MPA. That is very exciting. Um, As you know, I just started my MBA at NYU Stern. So we are back in the same, we not only work in the same institution, but we are back in the same educational institution.
1: Indeed. I try and spend as much time with you as possible.
0: So why did you choose to do an MPA?
1: It is both what I wanted to do professionally and what I enjoy studying. So the policy component is just what I like learning. And the nonprofit management is clearly very related to what I want to do in terms of working in the Jewish community in the nonprofit world.
0: So you have aspirations of working in the Jewish community.
1: I'm, I not only aspire to it, but I'm doing it right now.
0: Wow. So you're fulfilling your dreams as we speak.
1: Every moment of every day.
0: Pretty amazing. You and I are very lucky uh, to do that. And I think later we will also meet um, a couple people who have that same privilege. So, uh, so you're here at Yeshiva University. You come from Cincinnati. What was that like coming from Cincinnati to uh, study Yeshiva?
1: Well, originally, actually, I'm from Montreal. My father lives in Montreal. My mom lives in Cincinnati. Um, so you speak French? Petit Po, oui. That's about it.
0: I didn't understand that, so that shows you how little French I actually understand. It
1: meant a little bit. Great. <laughs> uh, coming from Cincinnati to Stern, I mean, I came from MMY first, so I had a lot of friends. Um, but it was good to be in a normal-sized city and have things to do in the evenings. Um, but Cincinnati is also a pretty great place. No farms in my backyard, just in my next-door neighbor's backyard.
0: So. And the, the Bengals had a big win this weekend, but aren't you a, the, Pittsburgh, Steelers a Pittsburgh
1: Steelers I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. We are 0-4. Uh, that's fine. I have tickets to the Steelers-Jets game this Sunday.
0: I was going to say, I'm going to be there, too, as I am a season ticket holder. Looking
1: forward. My whole family's coming in for it.
0: Wow, that's going to be painful for you when the Jets win.
1: Um, or painful for you. I guess we'll wait and find well, out. Well, the only
0: thing more unpredictable than the Pittsburgh Steelers is the New York Jets. They, they stink one week and then they beat the Atlanta Falcons on Monday Night Football earlier this week. Yeah. Pretty, it's pretty amazing. So, uh, I read your whole bio and blah blah blah, but basically you spend time with our students at Yeshiva enabling them to become, to, to be more active and to do what they want to do on campus. Is that correct?
1: That is more than correct.
0: So what is that process like?
1: It's it's both a extremely rewarding process, sometimes a frustrating one, but always with good results in the end. The students at UU University, I believe, are the best part of the university. They have incredible ideas, incredible passion. After the
0: student life, staff.
1: After. Honestly. No, before.
0: Oh, there you it's go. It's not all
1: about me. <laughs> um, they have incredible ideas. They're smart. They're motivated. And they really care about life on campus. So to be able to work with them every day and help them Fulfill their dreams and their vision is incredibly rewarding.
0: So, I agree hundred percent that the students are the most important. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> certainly, for more reasons than just the fact that they pay our bills. Correct. Um, but I wanted to read something. I got. Uh, I'm, I'm signed up for the uh, listservs, um, as they're called. They're called Y studs and S studs. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier this week, I received an S stud and a Y stud. Was sent to both. That the subject was the following where leaders become legends redefine chesed at music verse. Mm -hmm. So I I read this. I thought of the Sandlot scene. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Sandlot. My favorite movie. But heroes are remembered. Legends never die. And so I thought, what is it at Yeshiva University that enables leaders to become legends? And basically, the the email goes on to describe this organization called Music Verse, Um, Music Verse, as it says, seeks to use music, song, and dance as icebreakers to create lasting relationships with children, veterans, and seniors who are struggling to overcome medically related conditions. It started at YU. It's gone on to our our educational institution now, NYU, Yale, Lehman College, Cornell, San Diego State. It's gone over the country. And basically, they go out and they do amazing things. And what struck me about this was, first and foremost, the amazing work that Music Verse does, and I think it certainly makes a great impact. But more than that, that the student's marketing technique was to write that not, oh, come join music but rather that by joining music first, you are first redefining Cassette, but also becoming, go, changing from a leader to a legend. And that really struck me about our students, that that's the way they view what they do more than just going out and you know, playing music for you know, people who need it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of our students feel that they want to make a lasting impact. I think they know that every year there's a lot of the things are on repeat. A lot of the programs they do are similar to the ones the year before. And for them, it's important that they do something new and exciting that has a lasting impact on the university and that students continue to do every year. I know that's a lot of our conversations with them is how to really change a place um, and leave a mark.
0: And do you see as it's going, you know, one of the things I also just saw that was coming up was the Medical Ethics Society conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming up on a, on a Sunday. Um, and that's certainly something that I've seen just, th- I, you know, I've worked here for three years, I was a student here for three years and just seen that evolve. But are the programs in general things that you see lasting and evolving and then developing new ones as well?
1: Definitely. I think sometimes students develop a program that it sticks year to year because it works so well. And then a student will come along and say, okay, it's been working really well for three years. Why don't we now do something even better than this? So students make a change. And then down the line, students will then build on that idea. And I think that's what's so incredible is that they both replicated the, what worked the year before and then also change um, and revolutionize things as well.
0: So speaking of things that were done before and yes. new things, um, although the year, I would say just started for us, we had our first full week of work yeah. uh, last week and, and full week of school because of Yuntif and the way the schedule f- um, uh, you know, fell out. Uh, do you have any highlights that you want to share um, from the year so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, as you said, the year really just started. The students are still buying their notebooks and finalizing their schedules. Um, but the year started off with an incredible orientation. That was obviously just for new students. But then on Sunday, following one of our biggest Shabbatones ever, um, was a, an incredible welcome back bash that happened outside on Tensor Gardens. Um, there were hundreds and hundreds of students there, and it really made sure that the students start off in a really positive um, light. And then the students, since then, have been devoting a lot of their time to Shabbos, making sure that they're staying, the student leaders themselves are staying on campus for Shabbos, and they have really amazing things coming up. Um, on Monday, October 14th, we have Josef Mandelovich coming, who is um, a refusenik from the former Soviet Union. He um, tried to escape, was in jail for many years, and he's this incredible, incredible speaker. And he's coming um, to address the students. The students are really excited about it. Tak and Soy are both involved in that program, as well as institutional advancement has also helped us with that. Um, so we're really, really excited
0: to have him. That sounds like an amazing program, especially kind of intergenerationally, I guess is the right word. When I talked to, I remember when uh, when we would rally for Gilad Shalit, mm-hmm. um, and we obviously had the great privilege of hosting him on campus here. I know you were heavily involved in that. But I remember when, when I would go to the rallies, my mother would say to me, oh, this reminds me of when I was your age, or sorry, mom, um, and the Soviet, you know. The situation was going on with Soviet jury in the Soviet Union, and so it's kind of an intergenerational thing to bring somebody like that to see our students who are even younger than the two of us sitting here um, and, and, and enable them to see that.
1: Yeah, and I think actually a lot of students, if you mentioned the Soviet jury movement, some of them might not even know what that is. So I'm, we're hoping that this really you know, helps them remember and know about that very it's really in our recent history. So it's quite And this is
0: a co ed event?
1: This is indeed a co ed event. Monday, October fourteenth, eight PM first hall, five oh one.
0: Wow, is it open to the public?
1: uh, I will let you know about that.
0: So if you are interested in, uh, in attending that event, uh, certainly send me an email, daniel.com. I will put you in touch with the Dina. We'll let you know, Excellent. um, if, and when you can attend. Uh, but certainly, uh, it's one of the benefits for our students to be able to come and see and hear and, you know, uh, just be exposed to all those kinds of things. Um, what else do we have on tap coming up soon?
1: We have the, as you said, the medical ethics society conference coming up. Um, lots of different Shirurim programs, Music Verses obviously playing a very large role. Um, Challah for Hunger is a movement at Stern College that they bake challah every week, actually in the kitchens of Adareth El, a shul that is very close to our campus. Um, and they sell that challah for tzedakah. Um, they're doing that. They're always, they're always doing something, something big.
0: That's amazing. And if people want to find out about these events, whether they're public or uh, private, but just to find out what's going on in campus, is there a place that they can...
1: They can. YU.edu forward slash events, our incredible events calendar, sectioned off. You can go to student events and see everything that's going on every day. There's probably about five events per night, um, and our office is heavily involved in each one of those.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, we'll get into this a little bit later in the show, but are those events also available on the new YU app?
1: Yes, indeed they are. If you go to the YU app, click on events, and you can see all of the upcoming events. It's an incredible app.
0: We're, we're going to talk all about the app with uh, with Mike Excellent. and with Judy coming up. Um, so the other thing that I, you know really struck out stuck out to me to discuss with you uh, here was uh, something that again is going on right now, and I get all these emails. So I'm reading about it, and that is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So um, last year. Uh, a year ago, about a year and a month ago, 13 months ago, uh, Miriam L. Wallach and I, she's another host and the general manager of the of the station, we ran in the Komen Race for the Cure in honor of our birthday. Um, and uh, certainly Breast Cancer Awareness Month uh, strikes home for many of us. Uh, it strikes home for me because of my grandmother and so many other people that I know that have uh, suffered and unfortunately passed away from this disease. And the two things that always remind me a lot about breast cancer awareness month are the NFL, which is weird, but uh, when you turn on the TV on Sunday the and you pink. see yeah, and you see a bunch of large <laughs> men barbarically running into each other, and yet they're wearing pink and a pink flash gloves. flash of pink. Exactly, and, and the flags are pink and everything, so that certainly sticks out and reminds us, but then I come to campus and I see all of the amazing things. Uh, the first thing that struck me, and maybe you can give us a little insight into how this happened, was I got a letter in the mail from Char-Sheret, um, which was great, and they... Apparently, our students decided to sponsor, get involved with Char Sharet um, this year, and so one of the sponsors on the card, on the postcard they got in the mail, was um, the UC University uh, Student Club. So, how does something like that happen? What's the story of that?
1: So, our students are very involved in Char Sharet. One of the things that they do every year is probably the biggest event on campus, which is called Cake Wars. It is really, really exciting. It is also a co ed event. Everyone makes a cake um, and they have a different theme, and they're like seriously the most incredible cakes I've ever seen. Ellie Hagler and and I
0: would probably come in first and second because here on the Nachum Segal Network, I win everything, and Ellie Hagler comes in second. I'm sure
1: you would be not first, and Ellie would be even below that. Wow. That's pretty much my assessment of the situation. That is a bold prediction. Um, So they raise money for Shar Shower through that event, and we also sponsor. Um, the student governments give money to sponsor um, our students marching in the Shar-Sharrett race. Um, Carolyn Gutman and David Bodner, I believe, are the current student presidents of the shar Club. And also on the Barron campus, they have something called Panel for Pink, which is also another really big event where they bring in either members of shar or uh, cancer survivors or psychologists to speak about varying topics related to breast cancer awareness.
0: That's amazing. It's and our really students amazing. are very involved in you very know, involved. the...
1: There's pink day, all the men and women wear pink. I believe, uh, Daniel, I've seen you in some pink on that day and other days, actually.
0: That's true, but I definitely (laughs) do try to wear pink on pink day. And uh, I also know our athletic teams is a little out of your arena, but our athletic teams actually this month are uh, raising money for breast cancer awareness. And they do later in the month, they do, uh, I believe it's prostate cancer awareness. Um, They wear pink shirts and sell pink products. And it's really just an amazing thing that uh, our students are able to be involved with through the Skyline Conference, which we are a part of, and also um, through the NCAA in general. And just something that it's a unifying force for our students um, and for the community at large. And I just think it's one of those amazing, amazing things that yeah. is it enables us to do our own thing, but also to contribute to the community at large.
1: Yeah, and you also see students from varying backgrounds come together for this. It's not just... You know, some programs appeal to one segment of the population. This really is something that brings the whole campus together.
0: And is there any – do we do anything on campus, uh, downtown, especially on the Barron campus, um, about breast cancer prevention, health awareness, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I believe um, housing puts in every dorm room, you know, pamphlets about self-examination, et cetera. And I know that Shark Shower also the Shower Club, disseminates information on how to maintain health um, and prevention.
0: That's – I, I think as the years go on that becomes more and more important and uh yeah. one thing that you know always strikes me is that now, thank God, um, we have services and we have things that are deal with deal with prevention and treatment and all that kind of stuff. Whereas uh it's probably it's like over sixty years ago when my grandmother passed away who I obviously never met, um, you know, these these kind of things just happened and there was both not support, not as much research and stuff like that. Um, so it's certainly important for us, uh, especially in the Jewish community and, uh, you know, to be involved in that. So um, that covers, I think, your breast, breast cancer awareness and a little more um, of the events on campus. What is it about um, your job and uh, and your future plans? We're going to talk about you a little bit more because you are very fascinating to me. Um, that uh, that what is it about your job that you think leads you towards your further career because you and I are at similar stages in life, and it's something we talk about. So, what is it that you are at now that you think will, um, you know, help you as you move forward?
1: It's a great question. I think you learn a lot learning uh, working at Yeshiva University, both the good and the only minorly ugly. Um, so,
0: as with any organization, as with any
1: organization, of course. And
0: we call them challenges. The
1: challenges. Thank you. Sorry, I don't work in the president's office. So I'm not as Suave. Um I know every day is a new challenge and a really exciting challenge. Um, so just working day in and day out with people, I work ridiculous hours. Um, and just to be able to, it's really important for me to work somewhere that I care about, and to be happy from the moment I walk into work until the moment I leave work, and to do something that I really care about. So there's a reason I didn't choose, you know, finance. It's not just that I don't think I'm good with numbers. It's because it wouldn't excite me or appeal to any of my passions. So just being able to do something that I like and that I care about is really important to me because it's hard work. So I need something to continue to drive me. So eventually, do you want to know my long-term
0: goal? Oh, I'd love to hear this.
1: So... I mean, I'm getting a degree in public policy and nonprofit management. I suppose that beyond Yeshiva University, the ideal job would be a combination of both policy and the Jewish nonprofit world.
0: So if you're listening out there. So if
1: you're listening, I'm extremely capable, although I'm not looking for a job right now. Yeah, so this is highly s- inappropriate. No,
0: I was going <laughs> to no, say, if you are listening, um, and in the future, after um, Adina decides that it's time to move on from yeshiva <laughs> which i highly doubt will ever happen because we'll do everything to keep her um and you have a job in public policy this is or so weird. <laughs> or in jewish communal work uh email me com and i will um put you in touch what is it about And the,
1: don't tell any of my bosses
0: Exactly who may or may not All be listening them. um what what is it about the policy angle that interests you because that's something that i think is unique um in terms of although you get you know the MPA allows you to do many things. It's the policy angle that you have stressed. So what is it about the policy angle that...
1: Um, well, my ideal policy within policy would be homelessness and poverty. Interesting. Um, actually, this is... I When I was in college, I had an internship at Congressman Wrangell's office. Um, I know he is full of, um, I guess... People debate his whether or not he should be. Like like all all people, however, um, I was able to work in the office in Harlem, where we dealt a lot with its constituents, and there I mainly focused on issues of federal housing and shelters and helping constituents who walk into the door, navigate the system, um, whether it be because families are not put as a priority um, and or they've been on a waiting list for three years and then one thing went wrong and they got bumped to the bottom of the list all over again. So I was able to really meet people that were really affected by policies. Um, and I felt like this is something I cared about um, and there are changes that could be made. So that's really where my passions lie. Um it that's really so that's what I'm studying and we'll see if that's what I do professionally.
0: So in your studies uh mm-hmm. currently going on, um again you're listening to the uh, stun show on the Nakam Seal Network. It is uh our all new time of Thursday um at two PM and the government is uh recently has been in some interesting uh I guess pickles, I guess is the best way to say it. Um but Along that line, what is it about, I mean, I think it's fairly obvious, but I want to launch into a lot larger con, uh, conversation about this, but the policy ramifications of something like government shutdown for people that you just described and for all those kinds of things must be um, tremendous. And it, it, it must be interesting to be studying those types of policy decisions and the ability to make policy as, you know, in this time in history.
1: Yeah. I mean, certainly it comes up a lot in our classes. Uh, you know, I personally don't I think people like us don't necessarily have a real – we don't really feel the effect of the government shutdown. There are hundreds, of thousands of people who every day are suffering even more because of the shutdown. Um, And I think we would all agree that the shutdown is probably the most unnecessary, obnoxious thing that the government has done. Wow, Um, fighting
0: words from Medina Popko.
1: I – if you have eyes for it, I highly encourage you to watch the SNL skit about the shutdown featuring Miley Cyrus from this past Saturday night. It was quite
0: entertaining, I must say. Entertaining, and I assume not as, highly offensive, as highly offensive, highly offensive, <laughs> highly offensive. So a warning um, that that was highly warning. So, so the policy ramifications of that, I think, you know, when you see, take yourself back to the internship at mm-hmm. you know Congressman Rangel's office, those those people are then kind of out there.
1: Fending, fending for themselves. Um, they were already having such a hard time with the bureaucracy of the government, and now there isn't even the bureaucracy to deal with. So, I i mean, I'm not there now, but I can imagine that it is heart-wrenching for them, and they just feel at such a loss because they're trying so hard to make it work for themselves and their family, and this is just 10,000 times step like, step backwards that now they have to restart all over again.
0: I can only imagine... Um, what's that? What that's like? Um, just you know, listening on the news and hearing about all the ramifications. I think, as you said, all too often we're not in touch with the day to day unless you work in the government or you're directly, um, or you're directly affected by those things. Uh, we're all indirectly affected by it, um, and certainly that is uh, that's a big challenge. So who knows? Maybe we can solve all of the world's problems together. Uh, world hunger, world <laughs> peace, the uh, the American government, and all those things. And I think
1: uh, it's like Miss America pageant.
0: Yeah, I think all. <laughs> I think all of us can agree that politics and political affiliation aside, um, yes. the ramifications of these types of things and you know these type of major shutdowns certainly affects you know people that uh, don't deserve it and don't need it, and that's uh, just one of the one of the major issues. So, um, what classes are you currently taking?
1: Currently, I'm taking multiple regression, introduction to econometrics, which is a lot say of say that statistics. ten times fast. I cannot even say it once. Um, and I'm taking program analysis and evaluation. Which is, so multiple regression is basically advanced statistics. It is the worst. Show off. Um, It's not me showing off. It's me crying through my homework every night. Um, And and, uh, program analysis and evaluation is basically being able to look at a program that was developed, um, let's say to address hunger in Haiti, which is currently the program I'm working on, um, and being able to accurately assess in a scientific way whether or not that program
0: is achieving its goals. Very interesting, and you mentioned in passing you're crying over your homework. But I would say that uh, for me, I started school a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. am um, taking leadership, right. what they call soft subject, and accounting, mm-hmm. uh, hard subject. Although, you know, it's it's uh, I didn't go into accounting for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, let's leave it at that. And what I find difficult, or I should say most difficult, is the balance. Whereas you know, the schoolwork is hard and challenging, and all those things matter. And but it's doing the readings after having a job and balancing those things. And I just wonder your tips or advice, perspective, anything like that uh, for, for, for a newcomer new to this student. world. Yeah.
1: Um, it's incredibly difficult. And you should use your – I do not use my Sundays wisely. But if I did use them wisely, then my weeks would be far easier. Um, but you just take it week by week every week that I come to class with my homework completed, I believe it is another miracle from God. And I just, and that is how it is, but I'm doing fine. So, (laughs) and I managed to sort of maintain a social life. So that's
0: good. Yeah. I, it was just one of those things. I was actually talking to my professor um, a couple nights ago after class and, and she asked me, she said, so how's it going? I said, I think class is great. She said, you don't sound so convincing. I said, I didn't say, I said, I think class is great. It's the other things that, yeah. you know, that are certainly the challenge. And, and we had a whole conversation about the difference. This professor actually happens to teach in NYU Stern, the part-time program, mm-hmm. and NYU Stern, the full-time program. We're talking about the differences between the programs, and each one um, has their you know, benefits and uh, challenges as a
1: challenges,
0: (laughs) challenges, uh, one of the, one of, one of the challenges, certainly the balance, but the benefit is that you have people who come from kind of a different perspective than the other students or everyone who shows up at an MPA program at night in a statistic regression, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah class Mm -hmm. that you talked about before. Had a jo- has a job that they came to or has something that they do during the day, and then they bring that perspective to statistics or to program right. analysis, et cetera.
1: Right. There are some students that are full-time, and I'm working a lot of group projects, and it, they want to meet at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon, um, and I obviously cannot do that. So that also has been an added challenge this semester. But it's so good. your I'm program happy I'm doing is a mix
0: it. of full-time and You can be full-time students.
1: and part-time. I'm obviously part-time. Um, even those who are full-time, I think have internships on the side, but they devote – a lot more time to schoolwork. I just don't have
0: that time. That is, that's because you are so dedicated to our I'm students. I'm so dedicated right? to the students. That's what, that's exactly what we like to hear. Um, and certainly, um, again, you are listening to the Stuncher here on the Nahum Segal Network. I am uh, Daniel Gordon. I am joined by my good friend and colleague, Adina Popko. Um So Adina, I think it is almost time to... Uh, to say goodbye, I don't know. There's some old song it's so about it's time, so it. So sad. to you weren't so sad. So I want to thank you um, for joining me and uh, for all the hard work that you do um, at Yeshiva University. And again, uh, if you have any questions for Adina, comments, um, I can certainly. Uh, put you in touch. That is danielnahamseal.com. And uh, it's been a while. I've been trying to get you on the show. So I want to thank you um, for stopping by here. Thank you for
1: having me. And everyone, you were lucky to have Daniel Gordon as a radio host.
0: Thank you. Thank you so (laughs) much. So again, that was um, Adina Pupko. She is from the uh, Office of Student Life here at Yeshiva University. And I'm now joined by uh, two more of my colleagues, Um, Mike Scagnoli and Judy Taji, I'm going to read uh, their bios to you um, as they get set up here in the studio. Um, Michael Scagnoli has been with uh, Yeshiva University's Office of Communications and Public Affairs for the past six years. I actually took the time to go and update uh, your bio, Mike. Um, He leads a team of communications professionals responsible for the reputation management and media relations, branding and graphic identity, messaging and design, news, and the YU website. He also directs the university's major ceremonial events, including commencement and convocations, and oversees the campus um, events office. Before coming to YU, uh, Mike served as the director of operations and concert production um, and then executive director for the New York uh, Collegium, I think it is, um, a performing arts and music education organization. Um, Mike is a graduate of Trine University in Indiana, where he received the Janin Renaissance Scholar Award. He holds an MBA in Media Management from Metropolitan College of New York, where he teaches frequently as an adjunct faculty member in the School of Management. Um, Mike is also, which is not on his official bio on the university website, the coach of the Yashima University golf team. Yes. So before we get to, uh, real quote unquote business, um, and bring Judy in, I just want to say, um, I have played golf with you before. You have. And I'm, I'm tempted to do a live show from the golf course but the reason I don't do that is cuz I will make a fool of myself. <laughs> so now that the season is over, um any quick tips for those golfers out there for winter especially in New York, winter tips to improve their game for next season.
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um well, first of all, you still have a little time this this fall to work on your game and I would recommend that highly. Um, but you've been, I've been seeing improvements in your game, so I think you need to work through the winter as well. Look, when
0: think, you can't hit uh, the ball, anything is an improvement.
2: <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think uh, for for the winter months, even indoors, on the carpet, I used to do this all the time, you know, the short game is where you save your shots. And, you know, so practice on your putting, practice on your chipping. It's kind of hard to do on hardwood floors like I have, um, you know, but uh, if you, you can get yourself ready for Augusta on those kinds of uh, that speed of green. So um, But golf is great, and I'm certainly uh, – a uh, very privileged to get a chance to work with the yu men's golf team it's uh it's a lot of fun how's and, uh, the team doing this team is doing okay you know we've got our uh, our second event of the fall coming up this thursday um we uh, we played an event last week finished uh, middle of the pack so we're uh, we're on the rise and hopefully uh um, you know, hopefully we can continue to improve on our way to the conference tournament in a couple weeks.
0: If they need a caddy, I'm always available.
2: Excellent. You know I'm always asking if you still have any eligibility left. So,
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I think I do, but that wouldn't be good for the team. Um, so we are also joined by Judy Taji. Judy Taji is uh, the creative director um, of Yeshiva University's Department of Communications and Public Affairs. Um, with extensive experience in higher education communications, Judy manages a team of creative professionals um, in the communications office at Yeshiva University, specializing in visual design for print, web video, and mobile. Uh, She collaborates with university clients, independent developers and designers, and partner firms um, establishing best practices and administering uh, the university-wide branding system. She has spearheaded and produced new media projects that include smartphone apps, which we will discuss in just one minute, um, and interactive multi-touch tablet publications dedicated to producing smart work along with outstanding customer service. She is adept, I can speak from first-hand experience, um, at shaping effective productive teams that build on people's strengths. She recently completed an MA in Communications Management and Technology at NYU School of Professional Studies, as you just heard i 'm at NYU now, yes. so that 's very exciting. Um, you can give me all the ins and outs of where downtown. the best Starbucks is downtown I'll give you some tips exactly. <laughs> Um, and she wrote a thesis on human Center Design Principles in the Interactive Development Process. That's interesting. Um, and she has taught digital design at Stern College for Women, um, is a recipient of NYU's PRISM Fellowship, and a member of the newly formed Achieve University Organizational Leadership Program. Um, so welcome, Judy, to the show. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. You are just beaming from ear to ear, and that must be because the <laughs> real reason you know that one of the main reasons that I uh, asked you and Mike to join me this afternoon was uh, to discuss the brand new and exciting YU mobile app. So before we even get started, I wanted to thank both of you, um, because as somebody who works in this university um, and who is benefiting from the app and who saw really all of the (laughs) tremendous amount of work that went into it, I want to thank you guys um, for all the work that you did. And uh, I think all of the people out there who are listening, um, if you go and download the mobile app, we'll get into the details of that in a little bit, um, you will see just what it you know, how clear and concise and all those things. And I think it's hard sometimes to see um, all the work that goes behind that. So I just want to thank you both before we begin.
3: Well, it was it a was really exciting and rewarding project.
0: And we're
2: glad you like it,
0: you know. You guys work in the communications office, so you're always politically correct with your answers. <laughs> um, so first off, Mike, um, as the director of the department, and kind of the person overseeing these types of messaging things for the university, why the app? Why now? Why do we go that direction?
2: Well, I think we, the, the short answer is I think we really had to. I think that our, um, you know, first and foremost, we're often thinking about as our main audience students, you know, including in that perspective students. And the simple fact is that students nowadays, they live on their phones. You know, the, the, where they're, they're accessing them for their information, how they're communicating, uh, both ways, how so they're getting information, how they're sharing it, is through the phones in their pockets. And so it became very apparent to us that we needed to be there, um, you know, and, uh, a goal for us in communications is not just to, to be keeping up we want to we want to be up and out in front and leading on that to, you know in, in these areas and so when we see something new that 's really catching on and there 's a demand for it, uh, we want to try to meet that so this was a, this was a no brainer in that we needed to be in that sphere it wasn 't a question of whether it was a, a luxury anymore it was our students are living there. If we want to communicate with them and we want to add to the student experience at Yeshiva University, we need to be in the mobile sphere, and so that's when we set about trying to uh, to go ahead and, and uh,
0: create this. And I know Judy really was uh, the spearheader for um, sure of this uh, of this project. So what was the process? I think you know for our listeners, the app is also an example of something that they could do or they could take. We've had app developers on the network and things like that, but I don't know if we've ever had. The perspective of what I would call the client in this case, or the manager of the client process. So, what was the process like in terms of putting it together, um, especially in such a big place like Yeshiva?
3: Well, as you might imagine, there are a lot of hands involved. There are a lot of people involved. Um, we had a, a core team of partners within the university, and we worked with Blackboard Mobile, who provided uh, the basic template for the app, and uh, and some great developers. Um, our team consisted of people uh, from our own department, of course, um, from IT, from security. The library had a, a huge component and a, a lot to do with uh, their module. Uh, the registrar, uh, if you can imagine um, what was involved in putting together the, the course module. Um, feeds for news, for events, for sports, um, there was also a whole design component, um, like what are the icons going to look like. So we had visual designers involved. Um, we had to test these things on different devices, so we had a, a cache of volunteer testers um, that had, you know, uh, versions of the app um, that we would work on as we were proceeding. So there was a whole community of of people within the university that are really responsible for this.
0: And this is something, as Mike said, I think every business, I mean, we're in higher education, so that's what we focus on, but a lot of businesses are going into. And just when you look in the app store, there's just so many of them. And it's just amazing. It's almost like cell phones that we say like, oh, how did we live before that? My professor was talking the other night about how we lived before the internet. And I raised my hand and said, I don't know how you guys did it, but I had the privilege of always having the internet to do research. So that's another thing where as you use it and as you get you know, familiar with it, you almost say, how did we live before it? And I think sometimes we lose the appreciation for just what the process was and all the strategy that went to it. So uh, certainly as the, you know, the, the client manager, it's interesting that even though Blackboard provides a module, but Blackboard provides that module to many different universities. So... I highly doubt that any other university has the, as I look at my app right now, the Waiutora uh, piece of the app or the or the uh, Zmanim piece of the app. So certainly the the specialization, the personalization of the app is, is key to the whole thing.
3: And actually the Blackboard people were quite interested in some of our modules. They were very unique um, and they actually um, showed them to their audiences uh, when they were pitching to other schools. They were showing our modules because um, of the way that we connected with our own unique audience.
2: And I think that's very, it was very important in developing it that we we looked at this place. We looked at Yeshiva University and what makes it unique, and we had to make sure that uh, if we're developing something that the students were going to use, we needed to know what kind of information is most important to them, what do they need to access, what do they need to have. So I think uh, our app is, is is very unique to, to most of university apps. Um, You know, but Yeshiva University is very unique, and it's you know, and when you look at it in comparison to so many other universities, and it's a
0: great thing. So, when was the app officially released? It's got to be.
3: It was just before our uh, new student orientation, Uh, so it was uh, about the middle of August. It was released.
0: And since then, we've had, I think you told me, 1,500 downloads?
3: Over 1,500 downloads, yes. And um, not only in the U.S. market, but in Israel and Canada and other places as well. So we were, we're reaching.
0: And just to clarify, it's both a Apple app, which is my bias. I'm mm-hmm. a big Apple guy. But also an Android uh, for those people who, for some reason, are on Androids, but they say, oh, you can do more. That's a fight we always have. So it's also available for, for Android as well? Yes. And what is that like, developing an app for both...
3: For both platforms, um, it's it's not as complicated as you might imagine, although I say that and I'm not coding it, um, but uh, basically we built it out um, on iOS first uh, and did all our testing there and got that all buttoned up because Apple has more protocols than Android for this kind of thing. Um, and then once that was built and, and good and, and uh, all signed off on, we were able to just sort of streamline it over to the Android platform.
0: And the other thing people don't realize is that you actually have to get apps approved to get onto the App Store. Is that correct? Yes.
3: Yeah. And, then, and there's a, a process and there's a lot of criteria that you have to meet. Um, and Apple's very strict about it. Um, but we had good partners and we sailed through that process.
0: I actually heard last night of class. This is totally off topic, but just interesting, that there was an app that somebody developed that was like a game, a a contest through the internet that you bought this app. And the contest was basically, I'm not joking, how high you could throw your iPhone. And the phone was able to track how high you threw your phone. And then there was a leaderboard. And the App Store actually then banned the app because (laughs) Apple felt, you can read about it online. I forgot what it's called. Basically, Apple felt that this was doing damage to Apple because... It
3: was disrespectful to the phones,
0: right? No, and it was costing them money. It was actually costing them dollars and cents because people would throw their phones up and break the phone and then warranty and all that stuff. It was right. an unanticipated thing. So they banned this app from the app store. So now that's it. They... They have the, you know the control of that so it, it, that's another dimension that's kind of the controls and the ability to put in what you want to develop something that they then have to approve and see the value in.
2: I would highly recommend to anyone with YU mobile do not throw your phone. <laughs> if you don't like something, just let us know and you know we can try to try to improve it over time, but don't throw phones.
0: No, Don't he, exactly, yeah. You can you can email me, and I will connect to DanielNachumSiegel.com. <laughs> um, again, you are listening to the Stunt Show here on the Nachum Siegel Network at our all-new time, 2 p.m. on Thursday afternoons. Um, here on it's season two. It's yes. crazy to believe that it's uh, already season two of. uh of this amazing network, and uh, I'm joined by Mike Scagnoli and Judy Taji from uh, Yeshiva University's Office of Communications and Public Affairs. We are discussing the all-new, uh, two-month-old, but in the Jewish calendar, that's like yesterday, before the holidays, um, you mobile app. So we discussed a little bit about the planning um, and and some of the features, but what would you say, Judy, are some of the highlights um, of this app specifically uh, as – like. I guess we can go by audience because the network has just an amazing bandwidth of people. So as a student, as an alumnus of the university, um, and uh, just as a community member at large.
3: Well, we we built this first release with things that we thought would be useful. And our core audience right now is students. But, of course, anybody that's connected to the university would probably find something useful in the app. And also, um, for this first release, we we wanted to... You know, clearly put things in that we could implement quickly. But this was a kind of a summer project, and we wanted to have something live for our new new class coming in. So um, n- right now, uh, available on the app are modules for events, for campus news. There are maps. Uh, you can search uh, for a building and and get the location in a in an image. Um, there are also Aruv maps available. Um, you can um, look up courses. You can use the library. The library module is actually pretty robust. You, you can ask a question of a librarian. You can reserve a book. Um, you, you, know, you can see when um, the, the library is open. Um, all,
0: from, all literally yeah, from your pocket. It's unbelievable. All from your pocket.
3: And then there's, there's fun stuff, too. There's not just useful stuff, but there's fun stuff. There's photos and videos. Uh, there's an athletics module. Um, there's all kinds of... Uh, all of our social media channels are available there at the, at the touch of a button. Um, and then, of course, um, we've got YU Torah, uh, the Zmanim module, uh, Jewish calendar, um, so you can you know, get the, all those holiday times.
0: It's, um, it's amazing because really what um, the more that I use it and the more that I see these things, in general, with apps in general, people, I think, gravitate towards things that help them the most broadly while doing the specific. So here's something where in your pocket you can get your access to the torah classes and to the news events at yeshiva the website has all that stuff but this is really putting it all into in into your pocket plus calendars and jewish holidays that apply you know obviously at yeshiva but more broadly so it's just an interesting you know audience gathering thing where i think almost anybody who's listening to this can gain something from downloading this and it's free correct
2: for sure it's free you can uh, you can get it and yeah definitely while, while we were focusing on students you know thinking about them as a jumping off point um, you know, alums, friends, anyone interested in Yeshiva University, we encourage them to get this. I think that there's a little bit of something for everybody. Um, you know, we're uh, we're proud of it, and we hope that it's it's going to add to the experience of uh, you know of the university for students and and those interested in learning more about
0: YU. Have you had any interaction with other people who do, I guess this, whether whether in higher education or in other businesses, in terms of seeing that this is really taking off? For other people and kind of a community of like-minded people who you're able to 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 benefit from their advice.
3: Well, well, apps um, just in general um, are you have taken off like wildfire. Um, I and I think that um, smartphones too is and that's that's where we're living on the phone. Um, They're poised to outsell PCs if that hasn't already happened. That that might be old news by now, Um, but as of the summer, 50 billion apps were downloaded. So. People are using them, and that's um, that's it's it's such a great tool because we're able to bundle a lot of information for our particular school and audience, and have it accessible, you know, for people immediately, right away, yeah, anytime they want.
0: So even though somebody could have gone to whatever the website is, insert mm-hmm. it. Let's use YU's example, the athletics website or the YU Torah Now. Mm-hmm. It's all bundled together with the ability to interface with this stuff really? without. Kind of taking a step out, and unfortunately or fortunately, the, the the generation we live in is about convenience, convenience, quick speed, all those right. things. So,
3: and I don't know about you, but ever since I got my phone, I use it more and more for tasks that I used to use my desktop for. Um, you know, I'm getting mail there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sending texts, and it's it's sort of a natural, um, you know, move. Um, and I think. It, where it 's really important for us, as Mike said, to be in this sphere for our students. we want to be where they are and reach them where they are and um, if that 's on their phone then that 's where we need to be and
0: the students I assume have been just just by the sheer volume of downloads um, you know, receptive to this and all those definitely they have and I think
2: uh, you know and that 's in all ways that are good, you know, both we've heard from students saying, you know, yes, finally, you know, we're, we're looking for this. This is outstanding. We love it. We've also had students say this is great, but you forgot about X or what about Y? You know, and that's that's great for us. What You know, we also know that the app for it to – To continue to be successful, we have to hear that feedback from people, and we have to find ways to continue to improve it and to build it out. One of the things we were excited about from the beginning with this project was the chance to really scale it. You know that we can we can start here, but there's uh, you know it's really left up to our imagination and our ability to build it out uh, is there.
0: What what is the process of building out both from our perspective, but you know again for the broader audience, when you have something, how do you then go about? Expanding it and moving those things. Once, let's say we find out we want to do, we want to put the lunch menu on. If that's mm-hmm. not already there, it could be there.
3: It, we've had a request. <laughs> so,
0: so what's the process of getting something like that done once you already have the existing interface? Because we all get updates all the time on our phones. But what is that you know, process like?
3: Well, we need to be able to pull data from somewhere. So that information must live somewhere where we can grab it.
0: Interesting. So apps are not freestanding. The all, most apps are pulling data or maybe all are pulling data from some other source and just bringing it to you right. in a different
3: they're bundling, it yeah they're bringing it in and they're feeding it to you basically interesting so that's it's got to come know. from somewhere so that has to exist um, you know the data has to exist in a place where we can pull it and then um, it's a matter of working with developers um, on like a, a nice user interface for that information to to be given to the people uh, in a way that you know is useful. And and then just sort of you know plugging that all together. Uh, as you might imagine, there's a lot that goes on in the background, uh, coding and and you know building these things. Um, and that's a little beyond you know my scope, but. Um, it's been very fascinating uh, helping to pull all of that together.
0: So what's next for the app?
3: We have a bucket of uh, things that we would like to implement. Get um, out your pens and paper. <laughs> yeah,
0: we've,
3: got, we've had a lot of suggestions, and a lot of uh, people that have seen the app um, are interested in getting on the app um, You know, within our community. Uh, the Career Center has an interest, um, and... We think that might be uh, very useful for, stu- for students, too, to, to have a place where they can actually, uh, you know, on their phone, see what kind of jobs are posted or, you know, what kinds of things might be available for them. Um, clearly, admissions, um, we might even be able to, and I'm not, this is something we'd like to do, I'm not <laughs> sure we'll be able to yet. Um, I, I'm sure we will be able to at some point uh, in the future, but uh, to uh, allow people to apply to YU on on, on the app. Um,
0: it's already, I mean, online applications, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing just mm-hmm. to see, again, right. looking at the progression. Um, and I've mm-hmm. been at Yeshiva now for six years as a student, actually seven years as a student and as a, as a member of the staff and just to see the different types right. of things, you know, even the mm-hmm. application process. So I applied to college like eight or nine years ago and the thought mm-hmm. of applying, I remember I was at the beginning, I think of apply online. Some schools still made you write. By hand, mm-hmm. which is like, right. how dare they? I'm not, I'm not applying to any school that makes me write by hand. And so now that
3: seems, uh, even on playing online, seems a little old school. Exactly. Right? So it's so going to so be like, <laughs> why
0: can't I just, you know, s- tell Siri to apply to Yeshiva <laughs> University and let it go through?
3: So there's that. And then um, there are things like uh, special events like commencement. We could create a module um, for. Um, for that, uh, for the the people that are going to be graduating and all the things that are connected to commencements, um, you know, that we thought would be a nice offering. Um, the YU store, um, f- you know, food services, as we mentioned, uh, actually wondered if we could post the menus. Now that means that the menus have to live somewhere, so we might be able to work that out with them. But these are the kinds of things that um, you know are possible and that um, you know we're going to be exploring.
0: And if people out there have suggestions, comments, questions, um, positive and negative, um, uh, you know, for for the app, uh, where can they send those uh, those those comments to?
3: Well, if you go to our 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 website, our on our homepage is a link to um, a web page on the mobile app, and that's um, on
0: YU.edu. Homepage. on YU.edu. Right.
3: and there is an email address there um, that people can uh, post comments, questions, suggestions, complaints, anything. And we uh, hope
0: people do that. I think <laughs> that, Please. Yeah, we, we, we say should. that all three of us sitting here sincerely.
3: We yes. want the feedback yes, because sure. uh, we want to know what to build in, what to improve, uh, what to streamline, what people's experiences are. We want to make this um, uh, something that people really enjoy using and want to use, and it's worthwhile and valuable for them.
0: And when can we hope for the uh, for the next update to the app?
3: Mm, probably uh, say, probably right after the first of the year, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So that's get your cool. suggestions in. If you want it on the update or you want a chance of it getting on the update, get your suggestions in uh, soon. Again, sure. uh, go to www.yu.edu. Uh, featured on the homepage is uh, information about the app, and you can, uh, can certainly send your questions and comments. And the question, I guess I – it slipped my mind. Um, but how does one out there, whether it's on the iPhone or the Android, uh, download the app right now?
2: So you go if you're if you're if you're on iPhone, go to the App Store. If you're uh, you're from, um, if you're using the uh, the other side, Android, Daniel uh, referred to them. Android, <laughs> uh, go to the Google those people go who
0: go, want to do more with <laughs> their phones. Go to Google the Google,
2: the Google, Google Play yes. uh, Marketplace mm-hmm. there, and uh, you search uh, search Yashiva, search Yu Mobile find it, you download it for free, and uh, you start experiencing uh, YU on uh, in your phone.
0: You're connected. So you're connected. So, again, we encourage all of our listeners um, to do that. I, if you haven't downloaded the Nachum Siegel app, by the way, and you're listening to me on, like, the radio or the Internet, again, I encourage you to, uh, to listen to that. I actually have a car radio. Um, I know some cars don't come with that, but I do. But I listen to Jamie and the am every morning through the app, which is just an interesting uh, you know, thing in terms of the way that I view – my interactions right. with even things that exist. So just like you know, Judy was talking about before, people have computers. So I have the radio sitting there, and yet I'm inclined to turn on the app and listen through that. It's the same material, but for some reason, that's immediately. Well, it's that's more
3: convenient, up. and it's in your pocket.
0: Exactly. So it's although, and and it's good because it prevents me from texting while driving. So I, <laughs> my phone is occupied uh, doing something else. So um, again. We encourage you to go to the App Store, um, to the Google Play. Is that what it's called for those Android users out there? Mm -hmm. Those strange Android people. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Mike and Judy, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for all the hard work on the app again. And, uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can send them to me at daniel.nachlumsegal.com. Go on the website um, and just send those out. And uh, looking forward to more and more improvements. Is there anything else um, in the hopper for the communications department in general? Or is it, you know, the app is the app is uh, where we're, where we're at right now.
2: You know, we've got a lot of exciting things going on. We're uh, uh, you know, we're pushing towards uh, uh, the open houses for anyone interested in coming to Shiv University and I'm sure there are lots of people interested but uh, details
0: then, uh, about that mm-hmm. yeah. in the events module Correct. on the app.
2: Events module in the app, read about that. So we're getting ready for that. Lots of exciting events and uh, happening as the school year's really now ramping up um you know it makes our job fun to be able to share all the good news and and, and happenings of this place so thank you for having us
0: thank you so much um so again you're listening to the stunt show here on the Knockham Siegel network um at our all new time here season two um and that is at uh at uh, 2 p.m. on Thursdays, um, it is now time for one of my uh, favorite segments, although having uh, colleagues of mine here is, is always great, um, and that is uh, country music. So this month's country song is uh, My Next 30 Years by Tim McGraw. So as always, I make the request that if you can stop for uh, 3 minutes and uh, 37 or 39 seconds, depending upon which version of the song we're going to play today, um, to take it all in, um, I certainly would hope and love for you to do that. Um, I will react afterwards. I
4: think I'll take a moment To celebrate my age The ending of an era And the turning of a page Now it's time to focus in on where I go from here, Lord have mercy on my next 30 years. In my next 30 years, I'm gonna have some fun, try to forget about all the crazy things I've done, maybe now I've Conquered all my adolescent fears, and I'll do it better in my next thirty years. My next thirty years I'm gonna settle all the scores, cry a little less, laugh a little more. Find a world of happiness without the hate and fear. Figure out just what I'm doing here in my next thirty years. Hell yeah Alright For my next 30 years I'm gonna watch my weight Eat a few more salads And not stay up so late Drink a little lemonade and not so many beers huh, Maybe I'll remember my next 30 years My next 30 years will be the best years of my life Raise a little family and hang out with my wife Spend precious moments with the ones that I hold dear Make up for lost time here in my
0: That was my next 30 years by Tim McGraw. And I chose this song this month for two reasons. First and foremost, this is my first show since era of Rosh Hashanah 5774. And while Rosh Hashanah 5774 was a big day for all of us, uh, this past era of Rosh Hashanah was especially special. Um, for my friend, colleague, mentor and boss, um, Nachem Siegel. So uh, Nachem, here's to season two and to your next 30 years. While I join the whole Jewish community in wishing you a Mazel Tov on the past 30 years, uh, I also join everybody in wishing you much success and growth and all good things for the next 30 years. Uh, so the pressure is on. But the pressure is not only on for Nachum, who uh, has set the bar high for the last 30 years and for the next 30 years. It's on for all of us. Quite simply, for all of us uh, in the Jewish people and the world, uh, this is crunch time. Each year, the Jewish holiday season provides us with the time to reflect, wake up, and commit to a better present and future. And each and every year, our own community reflects upon what we have done and failed to do over the last 12 months. And sets our sights on what we hope to accomplish next year and for the years to come. We remember those lost and pray for those yet born. We surround ourselves with family and friends and we reignite the fire of Torah and its values which we live by each and every day as we say, Kihem chayenu ve'orechemenu. And while I may not share Tim McGraw's yearning for spending the next 30 years settling all the scores or even crying a little less and laughing a little more, I certainly hope you all join me in working on making this year and the next 30 years better, on spending time to find ways to build a world of happiness without hate and fear and to figure out just what we're all doing here to raise a little family and hang out with our spouses and to spend those precious moments with the ones that we all hold dear. And I don't know what's in store for my next 30 years or even for the year that just began. All I know is that I want to do my best to make sure that the next year is the best one yet for all of us, for my family, my friends, my community and the world. You have been listening to The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am Daniel Gordon. And as always, I thank you for making me and us a part of your afternoon, week, and month. Coming up next uh, – coming up at 6 p.m. actually tonight, it is uh, an all-new episode of Spin Class with nah- – with, actually with Nahum Siegel. Nachum will be hosting this evening as uh, Michael Fragan continues his work on the campaign trail. And as always, join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. as he host J.M. in the a.m. live here on NachumSiegel.com and on 91.1 FM. Make sure to tune in as he is joined by Malcolm Homeline for his weekly update. And don't miss Saturday Night Siegel hosted by Avrami live here on the stream as well as at NachumSiegel.com this Saturday night. Tune in next week at this time uh, for the next edition of The Stunt Show with Gorf, Jordan B. Gorfinkel. Um, I want to once again thank my colleagues, Dina Pupko, Mike Scagnoli, and Judy Taji for joining me this afternoon. Uh, I encourage everybody, if you haven't done so already, to download the YU mobile app and also to go online and donate to your favorite organization supporting cancer research, support, or awareness. This is important, and as I said before, we can all hope and pray, and we all do hope and pray, that we find the cure for breast cancer and for all forms of cancer this year. But whether that happens or not, we can all make a difference by donating to our favorite cancer cause. Uh, in case you forgot, tonight's, this afternoon's country song was my next 30 years. Once again, I welcome all your uh, feedback. In um, comments to daniel.nachamsegal.com. I hope you have gained something from this hour, and I hope that this show will gain something from you, namely its inspiration and content. Uh, as always, and especially during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I close with my favorite quote from the late, great Jimmy Valvano, basketball coach and founder of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. As Coach V said, there are three things we all should do every day. Number one is laugh. Number two is think. And number three is have your emotions move to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. That's how I try to live my life, and I hope that this hour has been as special for you as it's been for me. See you next month. Goodbye.